Hello, hello, and welcome to episode number 75 of Fresh Approach Fitness, a wellness company. Sonia here. It is September 27th, 2021, and I am so grateful that you are here to join us today. We've got a fascinating topic and a topic we don't talk about enough. We were never really taught to talk about it. It was quite um, personal and very secretive. There definitely wasn't a lot of advice in this area. So you ready? Grab your pen, your paper, your coffee, your tea, your water, and let's get started. I want to start with saying, how was your weekend? You know, what did you do this weekend that brought some simple pleasures into your life? Um, very fitting for the beginning of this morning's podcast because there was a time where I wasn't able to do simple pleasures in my life. You know, being busy raising three kids and working full time and not having a solid relationship with money. I was always, always, always in a space of scarcity. Um, I still, to this day, and I know I've touched on this on different podcasts, I've still to this day, have to push past limiting beliefs from my ancestors, including my dad. Um, Not my mom so much. She's outgrown that, but she's got my dad pulling her back. Not out of anything besides fear, right? They're they're totally fine. And I know they watch their pennies and, and they pay attention to life. And I'm not sitting here talking about them, but this is true for many people in their 70s. It's just the story that they've known is completely different than where we're at now. So what I'm here to teach you about today or to share with you, not to teach you, but to share with you is how my story has changed, how my relationship with money has changed over, especially over the course of the last five years, when I really, really became independent and focused on what matters to me. So you ready? Let's get started. What if you could say yes? Yes to living in the moment. Yes to trusting that there is enough. And yes to more simple pleasures in life. Wouldn't that feel wonderful? Money is a weird topic. You know, and I love talking about it because I believe the more accessible it is to everybody, the more knowledgeable everybody will become about it. Some people get super squirrely about money, but on today's episode, I want to burst through some of the money myths and misunderstandings and explore how creating financial abundance is for everyone. There is enough to go around. And if you think for one fraction of a second that your money mindset doesn't impact every area of your life, then you're wrong. So I'm sharing how and why I had to dramatically upgrade my money mindset and how it set me free from feelings like fear, worry, anxiety, and pressure. You know, those are the most common feelings that we associate with money which is what leads us to avoidance. So if you're someone who's stressed out, you work for yourself or you work for someone else, but you're living paycheck to paycheck and you talk yourself into what might go wrong, then you need to listen to today's episode. So thank you so much for for joining us. Definitely feel free to share this one with your friends. Um, We're going to talk about the five signs that you're blocking money from flowing into your life. We're going to talk more about the flow today because here's why. 
I am running a workshop in two days on September 29th, 2021. Now, depending on when you're catching this particular episode, you can always email me, message me, reach out, and I will send you out a copy of the workshop or we'll do another one um, or we'll just hop on a call and do a, a conversation around it. But I definitely want to share with you why it's so important to be in the know about where your dollar goes. And it boils back to what I said earlier. Yes to living in the moment. Yes to trusting that there's enough. And yes to more simple pleasures in life. So it all started, this motivation all started, um, well, it surfaced, it resurfaced again this weekend. When I took uh, my daughters, two out of my three daughters, we went apple picking. And it's a family, it's a family tradition from when I was a little kid and my dad would put me on his shoulders to help me reach the apples. And I remember when my girls were little, there were times where we couldn't afford it. And there was no possible reason we couldn't afford to spend 40 or 70 bucks once a fall to go apple picking. No reason at all. I remember not that long ago, maybe 10 years ago, I would be looking into my bank account to see what I could and couldn't afford to see if I needed to transfer money, what was in there, what was going through. I didn't have a plan for my money. We have to give our dollars a purpose. Give every last dollar a purpose. So I want to share with you what's changed and how, okay? I'm not going to get into so much detail today about this. I invite you for a one-on-one conversation, but a lot of it is my mindset about money. I now know that there is enough. I trust that if I do the work, it'll show up and it does show up. It shows up in mysterious ways. I say a great affirmation every single day looking in the mirror. I will share that with you. Why don't I take this opportunity to share this with you right now? Again, I know I've shared this one before. So I say this one in the mirror. Money, I am so grateful for you. I am alive today and I wouldn't be without you. Every day you were there for me, taking care of me, and I cannot thank you enough for enabling me to be, do, and have all of my heart's desires. You're always showing up in unexpected ways to surprise me, and it feels like a fun game. I love it when you show up. Thank you for your generous nature and for giving me a life of freedom. I love you. I also say, money flows to me effortlessly and easily. I am open to receive. And for every dollar I spend, I get that back three times the amount. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Now, I say this mantra, or these mantras, a couple times a day, looking in the mirror. And that has changed huge for me. But let's go back to my story of the weekend. So, there was a time where simple pleasures weren't a part of my day-to-day life. You know, simple pleasures were something I really had to scrimp and save for because, you know, when I was in this marriage, actually in both marriages, um, money was an issue, but money was an issue with my parents as well. It's all they ever really thought about. And they were still fighting up until maybe a couple of years ago, if they're still not fighting about money and money for me is a huge dark cloud. And I'm just talking about my personal experience, but let's, let's slow this down for a second and bring it back to the foundation. How many divorces and separations and arguments that you know stem from money? How many people buy lottery tickets 
hopeful that they will win money. How many people make decisions based on what they can or can't afford or don't make decisions at all and then go to money markets or money marts and do cash advances? And all of those things exist because we're not in charge of our money. Our money is in charge of us. So Saturday, apple picking. I had Megan and Brooke and we had Hudson and we all came back to the house and we had so much fun. We got back to the house and we're singing and dancing. Tony and Brooke are making their signature dishes and the, the mood is light. It's energetic. It's happy. It's joyful. We're all embracing in simple pleasures. We've got Hudson at a year and a half running around the house, kind of chaotic, but it was fun, right? Without that heavy, dark cloud on top of you, life can be fun again. So when I say it wasn't always like this for me, believe me, I was always boring from Peter to pay Paul. My my anxiety was super, super high. My decisions were based on whether I had the money or I didn't have the money. I would secretly or openly in front of my children, so unfortunately I've taught this, this trait, log into my bank account and check whether or not I could afford to do things. I felt like there was never enough. And by that token, I honestly felt I wasn't enough because I was struggling and the struggle was real. So, you know, I am so grateful now that my story's changed, that my mindset with money has changed, that my relationship with money has changed. Now I get to say yes to living in the moment. Yes to trusting that there's enough. Yes to more simple pleasures. And yes, I am still planning and preparing for my financial future. I'm going to ask you a personal question. What emotional reactions do you have when you think about money? Fear? Shame, anxiety, guilt. I've been there. Those are common emotional reactions to money problems. While payday might bring excitement and happiness, it is very short-lived, especially when you realize there's more month left than money. Obviously, we want to flip that script, right? We want there to be more money left than month. We want your paycheck to show up in your bank account without even realizing it's payday. And like a day or two later, you check your account and be like, wow, I got paid and didn't even realize it because you're not living paycheck to paycheck anymore. You know, once you start to think about it, there are heaps of emotions that come up when you start thinking about money. You might not think of money as an emotional issue, but it is the foundation of all issues. It is money has so much emotion engaged with it. People have really strong emotional attachments to money, even if they don't realize it. So here's my favorite saying, a CEO knows where her money goes. I, I created this not that long ago when I decided to move into the realm of including money into my foundation when it comes to, um, helping people live happier and healthier lives. You've heard me share this before. I start my day off with mindset and then movement, meals, before I go and make the money. I've made myself a priority first. Money is last on my list. Money is no longer the top. It doesn't control me. I control money. I plan my money. I decide where it goes. I am in charge of money. So a CEO knows where her money goes 
So whether you're a mom listening to this, mom or a dad, an entrepreneur, employee, a social seller, which is a term I've coined um, instead of network marketer, um, we are all the CEOs of our lives. So this Wednesday, I am hosting a workshop as I talked about, but consider this workshop to be the beginning of your new stress-free life. One of financial freedom and saying yes to those simple pleasures more often. Those simple pleasures don't have to be elaborate or expensive. You deserve to be living your best possible life while setting yourself for up for financial success. So how's that sound? Good? Are we done? No, we're not done because I promised you five signs that you're blocking money from flowing into your life. We're also going to go into some affirmations today. So we all have a relationship with money. As you've just heard me talk about my relationship, thankfully, thankfully, it's one of the things I'm grateful for. My relationship has changed. Most of the time, it's a love-hate relationship, but it doesn't have to be this way. It can be a loving, gracious relationship, like the mantra I shared. When we fail to manifest abundance, most of the time we are unknowingly sabotaging our own intentions. So let's talk about the five blocks that may be blocking you when it comes to receiving money. Negative money talk. So I'm going to blame, I'm going to go back into my dad's, my dad's um, negative beliefs here, limiting beliefs here. And again, it's not his fault. It's just the way he was raised, his ancestors, the tradition, where he was at in his life. But he would seriously, up until maybe six months ago, sing songs like, we ain't nothing but poor folk. Mama and Papa are poor folk. And he thought this was a funny song. But after what you just heard me say, what is this song engaging? That we're poor, that we can't afford anything, that our parents are poor, that we're poor, that we're always going to be poor. So I finally had to say to him, I said, Dad, can you please stop singing that song? It's not funny. You are letting the children know, and they're grown adults now. You're reminding me, and you're setting the foundation of we'll never have money. And, um, he would, he did, I don't even know if, if he's connected the dots on this and, and it's not my job to sit there and change my dad's limiting beliefs unless he's interested in that conversation. Right. But think about how money negatively is one thing, but speaking negative thoughts about money statements out loud amplifies them. Be mindful of the words that come out of your mouth. The more you say things, the more you think, the more you believe. Here are a few phrases that I've completely removed from my vocabulary since working on my money mindset. The first one, hustle. The word hustle is completely gone. I can't afford it. It's too expensive. We don't have that kind of money. Gone. When it's easy to spit out, I'm trying to read my handwriting here. When it's easy to spit out of the average statements, try to rephrase them with a positive spin or stop using them altogether. Right. So, Normally I don't take notes, um, but every once in a while I write something down. So, you know, my mantras are all about what money has done for me. Money is providing me an opportunity to help others because it's provided me my cell phone bill each month and my phone itself and pen and paper and a laptop and clothes to wear. Money has provided all of those things. So while it's easy to spit out any negative statements about money, if you can't rephrase them to something positive, eliminate them altogether. How about this? Guilt and shame about money. 
We all have some guilt or shame when it comes to money in forms of debt, poor investment choices, poor decisions, or purchases we regret making. Release them. What's done is done. Release them and move on. Learn from the experience. When you hold on to the shame of debt, that's what you're going to get is more reoccurring debt. So a year ago, I had a lot of debt. I did. COVID hit. I closed my studio. I was broke. And yeah, you just heard me lower my voice there intentionally because we do that when we're ashamed and embarrassed, right? We kind of whisper. Fast forward six months, I was debt free. Now I am using my money to invest back into my business and helping other people. As I'm completely working on my money mindset so I can write my future. This all goes towards working on your future and those goals, which is why we did the money mindset workshop after we did the vision board workshop. But if you didn't do the vision board workshop, don't worry about it. It is not too late. Okay. So I held on to that shame and debt. I hid it from Tony and I hid it from my family that I had some debt because I was embarrassed. I was doing great. I had my studio, but you know what? COVID hit. I had to shut everything down. I had to pivot and I did pivot. I absolutely did pivot. I had to lean into somebody who I didn't know how to trust people about money. And maybe you've been there. Maybe you've been in a broken marriage or you've got limiting beliefs, um, ancestry deep where you don't know how to have that conversation and ask for help about money without feeling worse, right? And even if it's your own sense of feeling, but it wasn't until I opened up and shared that I was able to get help with my situation. Um, but more importantly, with that comment of opening up and sharing, I was opening up and sharing with myself. And then I was able to pull myself together. So the moment I decided to talk about it, the moment I decided to face my own reality, I got some release from shame, guilt, and money. So money beliefs. Your beliefs around money could be very well blocking you from receiving. When you think about money, what comes to mind? Do you find yourself talking negatively about the money you have or don't have? Do you get stuck on the premise that money is evil or people with money are greedy? Or if you have money, you'll never know who your friends are. I've heard these stories my whole life. My whole life. While there are people out there that do evil things with money, you can't generalize money along with them because those are the people that would have been evil or greedy anyways, with or without money. Money helps you show your true colors. If you're generous in nature, you're still going to be generous with your money. And here's the thing. I'm able to help my kids this year, two of my kids. I'm able to help them with automobiles. And, you know, circumstances prevailed where it's the exact same time for both kids. And it's like, okay, what am I going to do? I'm not sitting here in abundance of money yet. I'm working on it. But I'm still not going to say no because I know the money is going to come. I trust and believe and I'm going to do the work and I am going to help them. No matter what, I'm going to help them. And here's the caveat to that. Not only am I helping my children, I am not loaning them the money. If you haven't done so yet, listen to Dave Ramsey's or or read Dave Ramsey's Total Money Makeover. And his recommendation there about helping family is to never loan family the money. Simply gift it. 
You pay it back yourself if you're taking off on line of credit or if you don't have the assets, but do not loan money to family. Gift it. Here's why. When we have the relationship between employee-employer, we believe that the employer, we're doing the work, the employer gives us the money, right? So we live in fear that they can control us. We live in fear that they can let us go tomorrow, that money is going to be gone, right? We do the work, they give us the money. It's the same thing if you look at, in a grander scale, a king and a jester. A king will pay the jester because the king has the money and the jester is doing the work. The jester looks up to the king. The king has the power. The jester is the servant. And I know that's an extreme way of looking at it, but take it to the same impact. Have you ever, ever, ever borrowed money from somebody and they continuously ask for the money back? How did that make you feel? It was probably better for you not to have borrowed the money. Gift it, my friends. Gift it and find a way. If you can't afford it, say no. But I am gifting money to my children in terms of a vehicle. I will not give them the money directly, but I will help them with what they need to live their lives right now. They cannot go and make money or they're choosing not to go and make money without a vehicle. So this is a huge step for me. Yes, I've been raising these kids by myself for so long, but this is a huge step for me and I am gifting it to them. This is a major, major win. I don't have that kind of money sitting in my bank account yet, but I have a plan and I'm working on it and they are worth it. They've seen me sacrifice over the years about work and making work a priority and always hustling, which is why hustling is no longer part of my vocabulary. So while there are people out there that do evil things with money, you can't generalize money with them because there are a lot of good people out there that are doing the right thing with money. They are giving back. They are serving. They are elevating other people's lives. They are helping. People donating to causes or charities, building schools in Kenya, providing for those in need, helping their own, they're going to do it anyways, with or without money. So change your perspective on money and all of the good it's provided. Money is energy. When you exchange energy, when you live in a world with energy, you will receive energy. Money is never going away. This currency, this type of currency has been around forever. And it started off with bartering. And in the bartering days, things were more equal than the king and gestures and the servants, right? It's no, long, it's no longer like that anymore. But when we start to exchange currency and energy, we get a different result from it. So it is how, money is how the world operates. Focus on the good people with the money, not the evil. How about this one? So we've already talked, we've talked about a couple right now. The negative beliefs about money. So money negative talk, guilt or shame around money. Okay. Whether it's debt, money beliefs, not feeling worthy. This is a money block that I still continue to overcome. And that's the thing with blocks or rocks, whatever you want to call them. As you evolve, you get to new levels. New blocks will appear and they'll have you work through them so you can access that next level. Having trouble accepting gifts and gestures is telling the universe that you are not open to receive. When someone offers to buy you a coffee, let them. Work on just simply saying thank you when someone gives you something or offers you to pay, offers to pay. 
um, continuing to say no, 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 it's okay. Here's the money. I'll pay you. I want to pay is only creating a physical vibration that you're not worthy of that gift. You are worthy. Accept all gestures and write them down no matter how small. This is one of my favorite ones. There isn't enough to go around. My friends, there is always, always, always enough. This is a common block in a belief that if you earn money, you're taking it from someone else or that there's only so much out there and you'll never, there'll never be more than one piece of that pie. Did you know that if we took all of the money that's circulating in the world right now and equally divided it up between the population, each person would have a million dollars. There's no shortage of money out there. They print it every single day. No one is going to go short just because you have money. It just doesn't happen that way. You can have money. I can have money. Your friends can have money. Your family can have money. There is more than enough money to go around. So I hope I've helped you dig a little deeper and start to think about your thoughts, language, and your view about money. From here, you can start to work and unclog these blocks that you've got holding you back to receive. In the course I'm doing on Wednesday, it's just a conversation. We're just sitting there having a conversation about money. We're not going to go too deep. The the deep work is going to come as we move forward to the next steps. But if you're interested, I'm definitely going to put the link tree in here for you to sign up. I definitely need you to sign up for this course if you're interested so I can get you the replay in case you can't make it in person. Here, we're going to end today on a few of my money affirmations. These ones are short and sweet. Fear is a liar because I am in control. I create the results I want. Money comes to me from unexpected places every single day. There is nothing to fear. I have more than enough money for all I need and desire with more than enough for extreme generosity. Because I serve without limit, money comes to me without limits. Every dollar I spend comes back to me exponentially. And actually, I'm going to pause right here and say Tony Robbins talks about for every dollar that you spend on personal or professional development, you get that back tenfold. You know, my mantra I said earlier, for every dollar I spend, I get back three times the amount. I'm just plain low. I know it's tenfold. I create abundance. I seek abundance. I believe in abundance. My actions create wealth. Money is not a problem. It is a solution. On that note, my friends, I would love to have you at my workshop on Wednesday. And again, if you're catching this later, reach out to me, Sonia, S-O-N-Y-A, at freshapproachfitness.ca. I wish you all a day full of abundance. I want you to know that there is more than enough to go around. And you've got this. This is just a found, money is a foundation of your wellness. You're going to go today and you're going to have the best day ever feeling lighter about money. And I challenge you to journal on today's podcast. See what comes up. Let those limiting beliefs go away from you. Okay, that's it. It's time to get started on our day. And I wish you all a fantastic, wonderful day. Definitely reach out if you have any questions.